Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Hello, Earth Angels. This next podcast, podcast number 60, I cannot believe it, Tom surely does fly, is actually a recording of a live speech that I did for Purposeful Living's event Momentum. If you are local in the Indy area, um, I live in Westfield, Indiana. They have a lot of local programs in Hamilton County. One of them is Momentum, which is designed just for that, to actually give you some momentum as you go through the next segment of the year. I believe they do one per quarter, but they also have programs on setting boundaries. They have have meet and greets and networking for business women, for single moms. I mean, every type of dynamic of a woman that you can be, they have groups to support that. They also have these in-depth um, studies that they do as well. I don't know if I would necessarily call them Bible studies and I don't want to, uh, to misinterpret <laughs> them, but they have some amazing, amazing programs for women and for empowering women. So if you are local, make sure you check them out. That's Purposeful Living. And I believe the website is PurposefulLiving.org. And what you're going to hear next is me talking about the shedding method. If you missed the webinar that I did at the beginning of the year on the shedding method, or you are local and wanted to go to the event but missed that, this is actually a recording of the um, speech that I did at the Momentum event on the shedding method. And the shedding method is all about clearing overwhelmed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed as a nonprofit leader or as an entrepreneur or just as an individual, this is the exact method I utilized to clear overwhelm, to get back in control or in the driver's seat, should I say, of my life. Um, and I break it all down here in this speech. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, if you get some nuggets, please feel free to leave a review or to go on over to our Instagram account, Tracy Angelica Clark, and go ahead and post a clip and say what you learned from it. It really helps me whenever I hear the things that you guys are picking up because ultimately this entire Service Driven Life podcast podcast is for you and for you to be able to grow as you go on your nonprofit or your entrepreneurial journey. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yes. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about the shedding method. So the shedding method was actually downloaded to me. I like to use that terminology um, about maybe about five years ago. It was at the one of the rock bottoms, lowest times of my life, and I really, really feel like the shedding method at that point in time was almost like forced upon me. Um, and the reason being is was because I was coming out of a domestic violence relationship, and I basically was starting over from scratch. I had the things on my back. I actually went and lived with my cousin who's sitting right here today and stayed on her couch for a couple of months as I rebuilt my life. And overwhelmed was not the word for the things that I was feeling at the time. Not only did I have to become the breadwinner of the family with two children, um, but the things that I had 
done and the businesses that I had built were all closed down. They were all affected by the domestic violence relationship. So I literally had to rebuild from scratch. So even though this was my time where I felt most overwhelmed, being overwhelmed and feeling like I was in a rush and feeling anxiety is not something that is new to me at all. <laughs> I rushed out of school. I graduated at 16, which is great for as far as like the academics of it, but in all actuality, it was more so the spirit. I just wanted to get out of there so I could get out of the house, so I could get to working and just moving, moving really fast. There's a quote that goes, um, when you're young, you can't wait to get old, and when you're older, you can't wait to get a good job, and when you get your good job, you can't wait to retire, and by the time you retire, you realize that you forgot to actually live. And that was the kind of living that I was doing. I was not taking a whole lot of pauses, I was all about what can I accomplish, how can I get as much stuff done as possible, how productive can I be? And what happened when I was like kind of forced to pause, because that's gonna be the first step we're gonna talk about with the Shetty Method, is I realized that as I actually started to clear things from my plate, so going back to that situation that I was just talking about, um, there were restraining orders involved and things like that. So that meant that I could no longer participate in the church that I was participating in. I could no longer go to some of the events I was going to. I could no longer do some of the things I was doing because it was best for me at that time to stay inside and stay with my children. So I was forced to, for where it was just really me, God, and my children. And what I found was that was my most powerful moment. And something that was so dark turned into the best moment of my life because I became so much closer and closer to God during that time. I had the opportunity to really sit down and assess, what am I actually aligned with? What of all these things that I am doing really is aligned with my purpose? And I know that I'm pouring, like Nadine said, into so many different people. I know that I'm showing up at the church and I'm setting up the entire children's ministry and then tearing everything down. We were like a, a school church where you set it up, then tear it down. So I know I'm doing all of these things, but am I taking time to put my mask on as well? And what I realized was I was not taking time to do that. And so five years ago, I got the shedding method. I started utilizing it. I actually ended up attracting my soulmate. We're actually about to be um, going on our fifth year anniversary coming up this year. Uh, and then I also started working on my business and was able to grow my business to where we have three employees now. Um, and we're able to bring in over $11 million now in grant funding as well. So I always thought like I would teach it or I would write a book on it or something like that of that nature. And at the beginning of this year, I actually taught it for the first time. And I taught it virtually and it was two and a half hours long. <laughs> Who would have stayed with me? Who would have had it here? So y'all get comfy here. <laughs> and within the same week that I taught it, and people say they enjoyed it, but I was like, okay, this is a shedding method. It's supposed to be simple. That's another thing we'll talk about. I was like, it can't be two and a half hours. A couple of days later, I got a message from Susan and she wanted me to teach, she was wondering if I wanted to teach something today. And I said, sure, I have this new, you know, this, I'm finally teaching the shedding month that I would love to teach. And she said, yeah, it has to be 15 minutes and three points. I was like, that's gonna be a challenge right there. <laughs> I love it, I'll take it. And so I was able to, while I was in South Carolina, Hilton Head, and really get clarity of exactly how I can summarize this down into three points. And I was really able to just meditate on 
the that knowledge that the reason why they um, they talk about three points and they want you to say three points is because three points is something that you can actually remember and actually retain and actually put into action. So it doesn't matter how many great things someone can say and you know great tips if you don't actually remember them and put them into action, then it's not going to impact in any type of way. So. I was able to do that, and we are going to just jump right into the first point. On the note of time, and the first point is awareness. Awareness. And you will find that at any point in time, if you're trying to adjust something, at any point in time, if anyone is going to change something, the first thing that they have to do is be aware of the situation. If they are not aware that it's something going on with their body, that it's something going on in their, own, in their relationship, that the way that they're managing their time right now is unsustainable, if you're not aware of it, it's really, really hard to actually make any changes or fix anything um, in that case. So the first step is awareness, and the first step to awareness is connecting to your, or me, is connecting to your spiritual practices and taking time in stillness, taking time to really assess. I'm a firm believer that Sometimes we can move so fast and we're so overwhelmed by all of the data, all of the videos, all of the social media, all of the information and great information out there. Uh, there's a quote that goes, we are, we, we are in a sea, what is, hold on a second. Oh, it's, we're surrounded by lots of knowledge, but we're drowning for the lack of implementation, something like that. And I'm also known for messing up the quotes, but you get the point. <laughs> But, um, but the first step is awareness. So taking some time, whether that be 15 minutes, whether that be a weekend, whether that be a vacation, whether it be like a mom that I know that actually does hotel days four days um, out of four, four times out of the year quarterly, where she just takes some time for herself to reassess what she is aligned to, to look at her relationships, to look at her boundaries, to take some time and reflect on her time and what she's doing with her time. One of the big things that, biggest things that I've learned when it comes to time, and that's really helped me, is time blocking. Actually putting things on a calendar. I am a huge list maker, and I use this thing called Trello. I think I introduced it to Susan over here. I love Trello, but Trello can be good, and then it also has that side that goes a little crazy. And I do the go the little crazy side, I probably have like, I don't know, thousands of lists. <laughs> just lists and lists and lists, and I just love to list things. But you can have as many lists as you want. If they are not on your calendar and there is not a date that you are actually going to be working on that item, it is just that, a list. So take that list, take those things that are in your intention and actually find out where can I put that at on my calendar. And that does not just mean, one of the challenges I had when I first started was I would put things like business meetings, and I would put things like events on there, I would put calls on there, I would put work-related things on there. But I didn't put stuff like lunch, you know, that's important, gotta eat lunch. <laughs> you know, so I would feel like I'm rushing and I'm just getting it in, just doing, and I work from home, so I, I can, can do that. You know, I, sometimes I get to those points where I'm just, you know, can, can lean into being a workaholic. And so, um, so putting those things on there that matter to you as far as your self-care, as far as your family, as far as you just being nourished properly, taking time for a proper lunch, proper dinner, proper breakfast, and then seeing what you have left over and making sure you add those other things in there. So that has been a really, really uh, good tip when it comes to awareness, specifically related to time. Another thing that we've been working on with awareness is money. Being aware where you're spending your money and what all is coming in and where it's going. Um, 
we've done all types of budgeting things, but we're at this point in time this year, we up took it up another level and we got an app. Actually, I think it's Dave Ramsey's app. And we really micro looked at every single thing that was coming out. And you know what we found out? That we spend $1,000 on groceries every month. We have uh, one small child. The other ones are grown and they get their own food. <laughs> so they're over 18, but we spend $1,000 a month on groceries. Then we spend another $1,000 eating out. And we were floored. We were like, what? Oh my, we had no idea that we were spending this much. And that was just not aligned to our intentions. And now I know for a long time, um, there were things that I would not track and things that I were not aware of because you did not want to face it. You didn't want to face, okay, I'm making some bad decisions here. Or, okay, this isn't a line. You don't want to look at it. But one thing that our financial advisor reminded us of and our coaches reminded us of is when you look at things, it's not necessarily about this is wrong or this is right. It's about making sure that your intentions are aligned with whatever it is that you are actually looking at. So if you're aligned and you're okay with spending that much on food, that much on groceries, then that's great. But if you're like, no, nah, I would rather save up and go on more trips, now you have the awareness you need in order to be able to make those changes. Um, and then, lastly in the awareness section is your mindset and your thoughts. Being aware of your mindset and your thoughts. I learned a process last year that really changed my life, and it's called the self-coaching method. And the self-coaching method is basically consists of five parts. It's um, circumstances. And then it is your thoughts, your feelings, your inspired action from your feelings, and your results. And the concept is, if you want to change your results, you go look at the things that you can change, which is your thoughts, your feelings, and then those actions. And if you want to change your actions, you go and look, well, what are the feelings that I'm having around this? Why am I feeling anxiety around this? Why am I feeling uncomfortable with this? You know, because it may just be uncomfortable because you're in a different zone. I get uncomfortable every time I get up and speak in front of people. And for a long time, I used to tell myself, like, I am not, that's not my thing. But I still would go <laughs> and, and accept the call and come and speak in front of people. And I actually was just thinking about this this week. And I remember that actually when I was young, when I was a child, I actually spoke a lot in front of, and I was like, wait a minute, when did I start telling myself that that's not my thing? I used to, you know, I would speak, all, as a matter of fact, I would like, I found videos of me recording myself and speaking to who, I don't know, <laughs> but just speaking, you know, I had a message. And so just watching the things that you tell yourself and thinking about where they may have come from, where they may have seeded from, maybe those are not your thoughts, maybe those are not your programs. I like to think about your mindset as a computer. You know, and maybe it's not your computer. When you look at a computer, there's a lot of things that affect it. It's the things that you, the people that you have around you, the data that you have coming in, your social media and your feed. I like that word feed because you're actually, these are things that you're feeding. When it comes to social media, a lot of people um, have mixed feelings about it. A lot of my clients, I'm always pressing them to get on social media, speak about your mission, speak about what you're doing. It's a great way to really just share, uh, you know, whatever your mission is. You have a, this is an easy way to do it. We did not always have this phone in our hands where we can get in front of hundreds of people at any point in time, you know, and a lot of them get a lot of anxiety around there saying, you know, I don't really like social media because there's a lot of this or drama or that. One thing I love about social media is it's a reflection of what matters to you. It's a reflection of what you like. It's a reflection of what you watch. It's a, you can simply, there's several tools to block, 
not watch, not do certain things. So it's built exactly how you have been basically put the data you put inside of the system. Um, so really watching your thoughts. And I would say uh, the next thing I would say for awareness is being aware of the people that are around you. That's very important to me. Not just that they are, that the people around you are positive, are aligned, but also that they are willing to accept any type of boundaries that you may have. Boundaries is a huge thing that can sometimes be difficult for people. You know, no, I, I can't do that right now because I'm working on my business, or I can't do that right now because I have an appointment with myself at the gym. You know, and people who are okay with saying, all right. You know, I always love to say, if at some point in time, the, the biggest of boundaries where someone kind of cuts you off, if at some point in time someone needed to do that to me in, the, in my life, I feel like I want to be the person that says, if that's better for you, then do that, please. Because I want you to take some time to be able to be your best self. Okay? So we will go on with part two. That was all about part one, again, was awareness. Becoming aware. Quieting down your mind, quieting down some time, taking some time to be aware of the situation. The second step is simplification. Now that you are aware of what's going on, you're aware of what may need to change, you're aware of the circumstances, now how can you simplify? And one of the things that I ask myself um, quite often is, how am I making this complicated? How am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? And anytime that I think about and I sink into that thought, it just is really freeing because I realize that when I'm working in aligned work, when I'm working in work that uh, I feel like it's tied to God's work and the work that I am supposed to be doing, it's not difficult. It's not a strain. It's part of me. It's my story. So if it feels like a strain and it feels like difficult, I like to tell myself there's something that I'm doing in the process that is making it complicated. So now my job is to simply look for that thing that is making this situation more complicated than it has to be. So I'll give you an example of that. And my example of you with my relationship. So a big challenge for me was uh, that for a long time I was attracting, I was attracting something that I was not aligned with, we will say. And so after I went through the things that I went through and I came out of the pretty much worst relationship that I was in, and it wasn't the first one, I realized, okay, what are some things that you need to change within yourself? Yes, this situation happened, yes. Why did it happen? Yes, you can think about all of these things that you cannot control, or you can think about what was it that allowed me to go to stay even when I saw several warning signs from day one. You know, what is it that made me go ahead and stay in that situation? And what I found about myself was that I had too long of a list and too intense of an intention on marriage. It was like, I was, they were coming in for interviews, you know? <laughs> like, hello, so, when are you planning to get married? And when are you, you know? And I just decided, God, if you do not want me to get married, I just want peace. I am totally okay with that. I will raise these children. I will, you know, I just want to be in peace. If that's my most important thing. If marriage is not in the cards for me, I'm fine with that. And it was that change of thought that finally opened the door for God really to bless me because I was not, I was not looking for, I was having fun. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to date, and I'm just going to have fun and get to know people as friends. That was the place that I was in. And I was like, God's going to bless me with more than that. That's great. And it, it was just that. My husband, when I met him, the moment I met him, we literally never stopped going out every weekend since the moment I met him. 
And so it was totally opposite of anything else that I had ever experienced. And I knew that the change was because of me. The change was I was no longer trying to be in control. Sometimes it's about releasing that control and giving it over to whatever it is that you believe, you know, whether that be God, whether it's, you know, um, source energy, any of those things that you believe, whatever the words are giving over to that, because the ultimate thing is there is no way that we can control everything that goes on. There are certain things that are completely out of our control. The next thing on simplicity I talk about is creating versus consumption. How much are you creating versus how much are you consuming? So many times we're consuming so much and we don't even realize it. We're consuming so much, how many, track it, just track it. Track how many hours you're spending on social media. Track how many hours you're spending on whatever your things are, YouTube, streaming things. And when you're saying you don't have time, I want you to say, okay, I don't have time, but I do have time for these things. And just be real with yourself. That's part of the awareness. Because if you have time to consume, you also have time to create, and you also have time to do the things that you feel like you've been called to do as well. And the next part of simplicity is really prioritizing. Prioritizing and coming up with, I would say, I love the number three, three things that you can prioritize that day that are gonna be your big dials. There's always gonna be tons of stuff to do. As moms, as sometimes working moms, as you know, wives, there are tons of things to do that I think for a long time, I would try and outwork the things to do. Like, okay, like I was the type, I would work to two o'clock in the morning, let me out, okay, now, then tomorrow I'll wake up, it would be a whole nother list of requests and things to do and all of these other, other things that you have to add to your list. But it's not about how many things there are to do, it's about you deciding that you're gonna do the things that are aligned with your intuition and you're gonna take some time to sit and meditate and pray about what's important to you and what your priorities are. It may not all get done, but your top three priorities can get done and then you can feel like, okay, I've accomplished the things that are most important to me. What I do is I take my priorities and I do those in the morning. I don't start work until 10. First thing I do is I work on the things that are prioritized and important for me and my family and get them done first. And then I open up and start taking emails and taking texts and taking messages and getting all that information, which can be daunting to me. And for a long time, and my husband said something wonderful this week, I would have anxiety, I'm gonna come back to it. I would have anxiety about sometimes the amount of messages and the things that, and the people that would reach out and you know, just going through all the messages and going through all of the inbox and going, and he would say, and I'm like, you know, it's just a lot, it's a lot of calls, it's a lot of, and I, would, I, would, I know that that's a part of business. That's something that, that is business. That's something you should be excited about. If your energy is anxiety when that's coming in, that's a problem. That's a problem when it comes to scaling because if you can't handle what you have now, how can God bless you with more? And so, yeah, he said it's like, uh, it's like someone saying, why are all these people in my store? You know, <laughs> no, you have a store, it's open. And so just we've been able to shift our thoughts now of realizing that these are connections. These are people who are excited about starting their nonprofit, about building their dreams. They're excited about meeting somebody who knows how to do that and just getting excited about the people that are reaching out and just allowing that to be a blessing instead of thinking of it as something that you have to be anxious about. And that simple shift has really just allowed me to be able to serve them better as well. Because now I'm not serving in that mode of anxiety. I'm serving in a way of, um, this is my purpose and this is my mission. And then the last part of simplicity and then we'll move on to the next one. I think I'm doing good with the 15 minutes. 
But the last part of simplicity is outsourcing. Outsourcing, outsourcing, outsourcing. Delegate and delete, delay. You know, I am a real big component of outsourcing. You do not have to do everything. And outsourcing does not just mean business. You know, sometimes we think of some of these words and they may align to business. And y'all, I am. I started my first business at the age of 10, so I do love business. <laughs> so it might sound businessy, but almost everything goes with other areas of your life. What are the things that your children can do that they may not be doing yet? that they need to start, um, I, you know, my son's about to turn eight, and I've told him already, uh, you have a couple of extra things you're about to start doing when you turn eight. You can take this to the recycling, you can, you know, what are some things that can be done that you're taking on because you feel like you need to take it on, but in all the actuality, you may be actually somewhat clipping the wings of the ones that are around you because teaching them responsibility and teaching them to be able to take care of themselves and also teaching them that mommy needs a break and mommy has her boundaries as well and you know mommy needs some help as well those are all things that are going to allow them to make space for themselves to take that break and take that time for self-care and make sure that they're doing things that way when they grow up as well. So making sure that you're outsourcing and making sure that you're not trying to take it all on. What I find is when I quiet things down, I can work smarter and not harder. I can say, oh, you know what? I have this list of um, tasks to do today. Let me just go ahead, they're all the same. Let me record a video on how to do it and let me outsource that to one of my VAs. When in my head, because I was not thinking about it, not taking the time, I was just doing all the tasks, just going, going, and not taking that time to really look at what you're doing. And I like to tell people that it can sometimes be like you're running and you're running and you're running fast and you think you're moving fast, but you're running in the wrong direction. And then you, but then you realize they're like, oh man, I've been doing this the complete wrong way. I'm, have you ever driven on autopilot and then you arrive somewhere and you may not even been at the destination? You were like, how did I get home? I guess I'm <laughs> I guess I'm tired. I need to be home, you know. So it's that same thing when it comes to autopilot as far as your own um, your own thoughts and your own actions as well. On to the last portion, and that's planning. Planning and flow. Planning and flow. I am a big planner. I'm a big component of planning, but at the same point in time, I'm completely open to what God has for me as well. I try to actually plan my days to have room to be able to take on opportunities. And when, like two weeks ago, um, one of my nonprofits calls and say, hey, can you hop on the news and talk about our nonprofit? They need someone like in two hours. I can say, yeah, I, I, I can do that. I'll make time for that because I've planned out my day and I know that there's some room to adjust some things and this is a great opportunity for your nonprofit organization. So taking time to plan is not about being locked into, some people look at my calendar and they, get a little overwhelmed, like, <laughs> I couldn't do that, what is that? And I'm like, it's just my plan and what I have set intentions to do, but it does not mean it has to, you can put time in there um, of space. You can put time in there to meditate. You can put your time in there to do the things that you need to do as well. Just because you're creating a plan does not mean that it has to be something that is go, 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 and something every single hour of the day. Um, so planning and flow go together very well. I found that when I'm more planned, I flow a little bit easier as well. And so with the planning and flow, the first step is going to be making sure that you have an intuition about your day. What you, what you, or, or make sure you know what your specific alignment is and what you're wanting to do. What are your intentions? You know, first step I would say is 
going ahead and carving out some time for yourself to even think about these things. If it's 15 minutes, that's fine. You know, if you can do an hour the night before or an hour in the morning, that's even better. But whatever you can give to really sit sit down and take out a pen and paper or take out your phone or whatever the case may be and deciding what your intentions are, what your three main priorities are, what is the time you have available? How can you be of service to yourself? Because there are points in time in my life and in people's life that I've been around as well where it's like we don't take the time to actually process the things that we may need to process. One of the things that happened last year for me was um, my mother passed. And when she when that happened, I was so grateful for Nadine and Susan who reached out and had that support available and for the response that they gave when I said I need to take some time. It's exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about boundaries and I talk about what you are, what you have on your bandwidth and what you can do and that if you need to pause, you need to pause. And at the same time, continuing to reach out and check on me, you know? And we assume that people have family and friends that are doing this and sometimes that's not the case. And so just never take for granted if you have the thought to reach out and to check on someone. And never take for granted taking that time. Because what I was just telling Nadine earlier was that I was proud of myself for taking the time. Because I'm the girl that'll just be like, oh, let's go, let's, you know. And I still think like, okay, I still did take it. Maybe I still need a little bit more, need to do this or that. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but I'm normally the girl that powers through. I'm normally the girl like, you know what, I'm gonna still keep going, still keep doing this, still keep doing that. And just to be able to say, no, it's okay. My biggest thing now is when my friends, because when my friends call and they're sad about something or upset about something, I'm always trying to get them in a better place. Like, it's okay, everything happens for a reason, we're gonna be encouraged. But here's lately, I've just been like, well, this is a sad situation. <laughs> it's okay to be sad for a little while. You know, it's totally okay to feel those feelings for a little while and just know that, yeah, this is just a sad situation. Now, okay, what can we do to help? What can we do to move forward? But accepting that, you know, sometimes things just happen and it's okay for you to have feelings about those things. Those are normal, you know? And I think sometimes when people don't feel those feelings, that takes them to the point of pushing things down and eventually getting to the point of definitely feeling overwhelmed. Um, and the last part I will say when it comes to planning is, again, the biggest thing is making sure that you do, that you actually put something on your calendar. If you don't use a calendar, I don't understand. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm like, how do you show up? How did you get here tonight? You know, <laughs> no one told you. Like, what, like, what is it? You know, but put it on your calendar. Have some type of system there where you can actually prioritize the things that you're doing. I like to say, I don't trust my brain. If I'm thinking of something, I want to do it immediately after someone says it, I write it down and put it into a system so that it can get done because it's important to me. So making sure that you do that. Um, and then I will say also, again, making sure that you have having those boundaries is so very important and stating those boundaries is so very important and asking if you need help from your family being okay with that communication with like hey you know could you do could could i i don't I, I remember i started going to the gym in the mornings for an example and i planned out i have a whole husband and i planned out in my head that i would go to the gym early enough to get back to get my son ready for school and get him off and he had to tell me like 
if you're going to the gym, I'll get him ready. If you're doing, you know what I mean? You don't have to try and do it all. So just making sure that you're allowing your system and you're allowing your team and you're allowing the people around you to pour into you and at the same point in time for those who you need to set clear boundaries, that you're setting those clear boundaries as well. You know, um, and that's for everyone. You have being able to state, hey, I actually just heard something today that was amazing and it said babies always know how they, they say how they feel. If they're happy, you're gonna know it. They, they, and if they're not happy, the whole block is gonna know it. You know, be okay with saying how you feel and I'm just realizing that it's so much more respect sometimes that comes from, and communication that comes from saying things, even in children. My seven-year-old, just like I said, he blows my mind. In his tutoring sessions, we've been talking about complaining. And because he complains, we do the same things every day, brush your teeth, shower, and he complains each time. I'm like, this is the same, it's never changed. I've never said you're not gonna brush your teeth because you're complaining about it, you know? So I was like, Jordan, we're gonna set some boundaries. Your first complaint, you get a warning, and your second complaint, we take off the star. We love giving him stars, but we've actually, I don't think we've ever taken off the star. We're like, we're gonna take off the star. And he's like, I don't know if I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. He did just fine. He actually thinks about it now and he pauses because there was no boundary set. There was no, you know, he's at the age of communication and we can set those boundaries. So in wrapping up and in closing, making sure once again that you set your plan for the day before you go into any day, have your plan set, have your intentions um, aligned. And in wrapping up, I'm just going to have you all do a short little visualization with me. So everybody close your eyes. <laughs> and what we're gonna be thinking about right now, I want you to think about the woman that you want to become. And that's gonna look different from all, for all of you all. You may be um, at, uh, you may be a reflection of the woman that you want to become now. Or you may be just going to another level and going through a transition or going through a change. But I want you to visualize the woman that you want to become. And I want you to pretend that you got to follow her around all day. This is her. What time does she get up? What does she do in her mornings? Who does she spend time with? What does she do throughout the day? What type of boundaries does she set? And most importantly, what that you have going on in your life right now and that you are allowing right now is not gonna work when it comes to this woman that you're becoming. And now that you have a full visual of this woman and who she is, that's the space where I want you to plan your days from. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review if there was some type of nugget that you got out of this last episode. And if you are not following us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark and our website is clarkandclark.org. If you are interested in starting a nonprofit organization and you don't know where to begin, we have set up over 4,000 nonprofit organizations and we've helped them to receive over $11.5 million in grant funding. So reach out to me and I'll let you know when our next training program starts and I'll get you all the details on how to get started with a nonprofit today. If you have not already downloaded our free nonprofit crash course and checklist, you can do so at clarkandclark.org and I'll see you guys in the next one.